Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. Okay, well, welcome to another Word in Your Ear. It's very exciting. We're joined by distinguished historian uh, Simon Seabag Montefiore, historian in the past of Stalin, the Romanovs, Russia, all kinds of things. Now, during lockdown, most of you may have taken on some small project, possibly baking or something like that. <laughs> Simon, Simon said the job, the job of writing a book about the world, no less than the world, uh, the history of the world, as seen by through the prism of families, I suppose that's fair to say. So, I mean, is that is that a fair summary of, of what you've done? Yeah, yeah. In fact, here's the book, um, which has just arrived yesterday. Wow. Um, and, um, it's a little, it's quite, it's quite a, it's quite a large. <laughs> yeah, 1,300 pages. <laughs> it's 1,200 pages. It's 1,200 yeah. pages. But it's only the same size as, you know, the average biography of Churchill or, you know, Kissinger or somebody. So, you know, but it's, but it's the whole world. And, um, yes, it's a, it's a single narrative of the whole of world history from, from the caves to, you know, the Ukrainian war that's just started. So, um, and, it's, and it's told through families, which I thought is a nice way. The reason why I like families, which this brings us on to music in a way, is that you know, history is usually about sort of battles and things falling and a few economic statistics. And I, I, I wanted to find a way to get the sort of grit of the grit of life, you know, how people were eating, what they were talking about, what they what music they were listening to, you know, what theatre, what books, what try and get a sense of sort of actual life, um, how it develops. And so family seems a good way of doing that. Um, it's, it's really interesting because I, I was just, I wouldn't say, I'm not saying I'm a Reddit, but I've, I've, I've dipped into it. It's absolutely yeah. fascinating. And I was looking this morning at a bit about how the kind of Elizabethan England, you know, ruled the waves. And they said, well, it was three three families from Devon is basically what you said. That's right. That's the amazing thing. It's often families and it's often, you know, you know little groups of families, clusters of families intermarried. Um so, yeah, I mean, the Elizabethan sort of, you know, the sea dogs were all related. They were all from sort of small villages in Devon. 
they were pretty ruthless guys. Um, the Hawkinses, the Raleighs, people like that, Drake. Um, they were pretty ruthless. But yeah, that's that's it. So family is important. And part of that is, of course, music. So all the time I was kind of listening, I was listening to music. And so I started to think about, you know, I, I, thought, I sort of started having creating a playlist to sort of listen to while I was writing. And that's how this came about. And hence, I'm here with you today. Right. Well, so there's, you, there's 213 on. songs, aren't there? Is that right, I think? And some of yeah. them have got really obvious historical connections. You've got Universal Soldier and Oliver's Army and Free Nelson Mandela Between the Walls, The yes. Room Where It Happened. But there are some that have, I, I don't know, I, I couldn't work out their connection. I guess it was probably a kind of social history connection. Songs like Sunny Afternoon by The Kinks. Well, that's just about, because that's, that's in there because that's about high taxation. In the oh, system. right. Yeah. But I mean, there are a few that have crept in. Um, for example, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm just looking down it. I mean, there are a few that have crept in that aren't sort of directly history. I mean, like Oliver's Army, for example, by Elvis Costello. Amazing song. It talks about, but it talks about Churchill, if you remember. And it, yeah. You know, the boys from the tellers and the times. I mean, some are really historic, like To France by Mike Oldfield. I don't know if you know that one. I'm sure you do. Where it's all about, I think it's all about Mary, Queen of Scots. Um, oh, right, no, I don't. And... But there are some that are sort of, um, you know, when Rock the Casbah, The Clash, I love The Clash. Uh, I'm sure that that, I mean, that's just about sort of basically about America bombing Arab countries, which obviously that's historical. But there are a few kind of that have crept in, which are sort of slightly, um, slightly historic, you know, slightly sort of about the, like Gangster's Paradise, for example, um, you know, by Coolio, who just died, which I love. It's one of the, I think it's got the best lyrics. I think it's one of the greatest lyrics ever written. Um, but that's really about that you know, a time in America. But most of them actually have historic, you know, big historical references that are clear, obvious. And what I've added later on is I, as I asked all my Persian Arab friends to give me songs from, uh, um, from the Persian, you know, what's happening in Iran today. Um, we've got songs from Ukraine. Um, celebrating Turkish drones they're using to to, to kill Russians, and um, and there and there are the songs of the Iranian revolution that's happening now, um, and songs from India. But most of them are pretty obvious, and you probably are favourites. Some of them are favourites of yours, I hope. Well, look, we've asked you to select a few that are particularly kind of well related to your book. Sympathy for the Devil, the Rolling Stones. Why that? Well, yes, you describe that as the best history song of all time, which is I wonderful. Do. I describe that in the book. I, I describe. By the way, I should say in the book, of course, music's important, and so it's got sort of you know everyone from Sinatra. It's got sort of Billy Billy Holiday, Sinatra, um, Stones, Bowie, Elton. Um, Mick Jagger. Um, I mean, I mean, Elton is a great reader of mine and um, reads all the books. Oh, really? And so, really? Um, so, obviously, he had to go in anyway. But also, he's very world historical because Trump is Trump's favourite singer. Something I don't think he'd be very pleased about. Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> and and so, and Mick Jagger, I also know, and he's also reads all my books. So obviously, they both had to go in. Um, I was saying. Leonard Cohen's in there too. But just on the sort of, I, I just I just made a risky kind of, I made a risky judgment just to provoke you all, which is in the book, it does say, yes, the Sympathy of the Devil is the greatest history song of all time. And I think if you just look at the lyrics of it, it's just, I mean, 
first of all, it's just totally like it, it's one. I think it's probably one of the greatest lyrics of all time. Please allow me to introduce myself. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm a man of wealth and taste. That's it's a great opening line. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of gone into the language, hasn't it? I mean, if you yes. say a man of wealth and taste, you don't need yeah. to say where that comes from to anyone who knows about rock lyrics. So, I mean, Mick Jagger is a sort of genius just for writing that. And him and Keith Richards are really into history, by the way. They both read everything mm. about history. I've talked to him about it. And um, because at one point he was going to make a film of one of my books. So I was very lucky and I had sort of dinner with him, just, you know, dinners with him to discuss this, um, this thing. Anyway, th but then it goes on to talk about all the tragedies of the 20th century. And as, as, you, as you all know, you know, the, the, the sort of um, the, under, the theme of the song is that it's the devil singing the song. Um, explaining all the things that the devil has done. Yeah, he's the, the architect of all this, isn't he? He's the architect of all this. So you know, um, you know, you know, he, he, you know, during, when the Blitzkrieg raged and the and the bodies stank, he held, you know, he held a general's rank. Um, you know, he, I, I'll tell you who killed the Kennedys. After all, it was you and me. He goes on through history. Um, he kills the Tsar and all his children. Um, and I just think, you know, and I just think it's 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 so it's it's not just a brilliant history song. Um, which mentions all the, you know, many of the great events of the 20th century, which are all in the book. Every one of those is in the book, obviously. Um, but it's just the sort of the, the, the use of irony that he's singing it as the devil. And um, please allow me to, you know, um, I, I bet you guess my name. Um, but what's troubling you is the nature of my game. And so, and also the tune is amazing. So. It just, I just think it's like, it's, 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 it's by far the greatest history song of all time. And there are a few rivals, which, which we're going to talk about as well, because I've named them as well. But I just wondered, do you agree with me or do you have other candidates? Oh, well, I can't well, think well, I, I agree that it's one of the best uh, Jagger lyrics. I, I, unbelievably under, underrated lyrics. I, yeah. I, do, I do think it's intriguing how many, I mean, you saying it made me think of it, is that, uh, how many kind of big rock stars are really interested in history? Yes. It's it's remarkable. Bruce well, Springsteen, Bob yes. Dylan, you know, Phil yeah. Collins, people like that. Yeah. I suppose they they just spend a lot of time on the road or whatever. You know, they, they have a lot of time for reading, probably. It does much. No, I think it is. I think it is. I think when you go to the top people in any profession, they're rather brilliant. I mean, the very, 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 very top people. And if you talk, if you look at all these rock people, I mean, I've known, a few, I've met a few of them, as I said, but I don't, and I never met Bowie, which is one of the great tragedies of my life, or Leonard Cohen, or I haven't met Bob Dylan, who I'd love to meet, of course. By the way, they're all in the song list, all those people, because, because, because I mean, Bob Dylan, you know, is the great, you know, the, the great one of the great lyricists. Leonard Cohen, you know, amazing lyricist. Um, and I think that, you know, the great songwriters do write about great matters in the world. And that, that has to include history. That has to include the world. I mean, you too as well um, are in, you know, in uh, yeah. a lot of songs in here because, you know, they, they, um, that they're interested in the sort of, in the way that, that they're interested in more than just love and sex and a few, few sort of lines of coke, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. So another song that here from your playlist, everybody knows the story, I suppose. Enola Gay, Orchestral Maneuvers yeah. in the Dark. Well, I think orchestral manoeuvres, you know, I've got, I've got songs here from different eras, but, you know, obviously this is an 80s song, orchestral manoeuvres, again, very underrated, really, you know, because they've been sort of, they've always been sort of, they've kind of been slightly lost in that sort of, um, that sort of Depeche Mode, sort of 
you know, those kind of slightly synthesizery songs from the 80s, haven't they? But actually, the songwriting and the singing as well is absolutely amazing. And they've done a whole lot of brilliant history songs. I think, I think you know, Joan of Arc is, also, is their other... They've right. written two songs mm. about it. They're obsessed with Joan of Arc, weirdly. And they've done Joan of Arc and Maid of Orleans, which are both genius songs, I think. Um, but this one, Enola Gay, is, of course, the story of Enola Gay, the bomb, the first atom bomb that was dropped. I'm afraid it's rather timely again now, isn't it? It yeah. is. But, but the tune, I mean, the sort of riff in it, you know, is just is rather beautiful, isn't it? And amazing. And it's is addressed it? to to the mother of the of the uh, pilot, isn't that it's right? It's addressed to the mother of the pilot who was called yeah. Enola Gay. Yeah, yeah. No, the, no. I think the, the I think the I think the plane was called Enola Gay. The plane's called Enola Gay, but after her was that? Yeah, right? after the mother. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so, and it, and I just think it's an amazing song, and it, it defines the world historical pop song. It's like just shows. I mean, there are a lot. There, there, are, there are lots of others. I can't remember exactly which I chose actually in this. So we'll have to see. But you know, but there. Are, but um, I think you know the dropping of the atom bomb just doesn't get much more. Doesn't get much more significant than that. And the song is just amazing. It's also the idea of pop music that you can have a thing like that in pop music, and yes. it can be a top ten hit. Yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of people. It, it, the only thing they know about the the, the bomb in Hiroshima is a no look guy. You know? Yeah, that's quite a thought, isn't it? It is, it is really. It is. You know, you know, the, this kind of knowledge just spreads around via pop music. You know, well, one of the reasons why I made this list, the soundtrack to the world book, which I hope your viewers, by the way, I hope your viewers will visit it and write yeah, well, and suggest. We'll post it. Great. And suggest new songs. And actually, if you have any more, because you you guys are absolute aficionados, you may think of some that I've missed out. I'd love you to look at, go down it, and you know, if you think of any, please. Um... If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please let me add them because I can admit, I'll, I'll, I'll tweet that you've suggested it. Yeah, no, well, well tell, us, tell us about No More Heroes because that is another Strangler's song was another well, one on your list. So why have no, you chosen I, that? Yeah. I think No More Heroes um, goes is up there with Sympathy of the Devil as well. You know, I think it's close to one of the great history songs, isn't it? Because, um, you know, it's just got some great lines. I mean, I think the one about, you know, Trotsky, um, you know, he had a, you know, he, he, he made, what is it? He had, a, he had an um, ice, pick, ice, pick, ice pick that made ice his... pick that made his ears burn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I mean, surely that is one of the great rock lyrics of all time. You can't <laughs> do better than that. I mean, again, if you say that to anybody of a certain generation, oh, yeah. um, they immediately know. And the Stranglers, of course, are just geniuses, aren't they? Um, Golden Brown's amazing and other things too. But this has got, I mean, again, this has got no more heroes. You know, what happened to all the heroes? And actually, it's the theme, of, it's one of the themes of my book, really, is this you know, that you could play as you read it. It's just, um, it's all, you know, what happened to all the heroes, the Shakespeareos, um, and, and, then it, and then it goes on, you know, um, you know uh, it, it's about Trotsky and all of, you know, all the great, all the great sort of people who became heroes in history and then were killed. Who is the know, great Elmira that... Uh, I don't know who that is. No, I never Elmira, wonder I wonder if that's about, I wonder if that's some, I wonder if that's just another, you know, Zapatista reference from... <laughs> Or, or, or something from Spain. I haven't worked that out, no. actually. And I should have, if I'd done my homework properly, I would have, like, I would have researched that. <laughs> no, I've never you, 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 you probably found that with I, I, rock, I slipped, rock lyrics, rock lyrics, half the lyrics are just there to get to the rhyme at the end yeah. of the... Yeah. Know, they they make yes. stuff up absolutely yeah. all the time. Kings yeah. and Queens, Ava Max. This was well, a new one on me. Yeah, well, this is a good one, because you've got to have some from... So you've got to have some modern ones, too. Yeah. I mean... You're right that most of the sort of most of the great history songs are by these sort of um, you know giants of rock, aren't they? You know, um, you've also got all those Iron Maiden ones like Alexander the Great and yes. Run to the Hills. Yeah, 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 fantastic. Yeah. I was trying to think of an AC, I was trying to find an ACDC one, by the way, but um, there must be. One. I couldn't. There must be one, but Back in Black turned out to be about Bon Scott, so that the death of their their, oh, right. their, lead, yeah. their lead singer or whatever he was, but. Um, anyway, I couldn't think of. I but King and Queens, think, King and Queens broadly is about the idea that had there been more queens rather than kings, there might have been less conflict. Isn't that is that the yeah. idea of the song? Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's a it's a fantastic. You know, the chorus is fantastic, and actually, um, when I was writing this book, it, you know, I, I wrote it in lockdown, and it was just a nightmare to do. Really, I sh I'd like to be telling you that it was an incredibly pleasurable experience. I mean, you can see all the books in here. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can see them all. Yeah, good grief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like my office. Yeah, yeah. No, it is a bit like. But you know, it was a sort of nightmare because the pressure of doing this was 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 really quite punishing. And you know, I was on my own. My family were in the country. I was just living in this kind of office for for three years, basically, to write this book. And so, music really is important then. And unlike a lot of 
um, historians and novelists and stuff. I mean, I also write novels, so, but unlike a lot of writers, I, I, um, you know, I love loud music and I write incredibly loud music. Cause uh, really? I, that's, that's amazing. It's well, an energy rush, you know. So not just instrumental music, because most people are no, very distracted no. by lyrics. I do like, I mean, I have listened to a lot of those things like the Succession, the, um, the theme tune from Succession, or the pianist, or those yeah. sort of things, or, or um, yeah, those kind of those kind of very um, atmospheric sort of yeah. power things. But but actually, I like I like things that I can sing aloud, along to aloud. People think I'm a complete madman. Obviously, I am a complete madman <laughs> in many ways. But um, to to even attempt this book, but but um, so Kings and Queens was one of those that you know I was I sort of I really sing along. And you're right, it's about queens. It's about how queens. Should have run the world. Now, one of the one of the things that you know, you see all the time in the media is only we had more female leaders, and the world would be a better place. Well, first of all, you know, I don't know when you're going to show this podcast, but um, play this podcast. But you know, the very fact that we've got Liz Truss as prime minister at the moment might persuade some people that with female leaders weren't always the best thing. <laughs> and, um, and I don't know if she'll even be prime minister by the time. No, absolutely, she may not be. So, but one of the themes of the of the of the book, uh, I mean, of course, you know, today we have some of these wonderful sort of we have some wonderful female leaders like, you know, you know, the marvelous um, Minasar and the Prime Minister of Finland. Yeah. Um, but but actually, if you look at the world, there are also kind of pretty vicious dictators in Asia who are women. And the yeah. theme of the book is really that actually, male and female leaders, you know, female leaders are just as cruel or sometimes more cruel and wrong and, and idiotic than men. And it's just a complete kind of ludicrous modern fit, you know, kind of feminist myth that they'd be better. They the, are. The, the, yeah, just flicking through the book, <laughs> you, you drop on any page, you think, oh, my God, was that going on? You know, yeah. compared to that, whatever's happening right now in Britain is yeah. nothing. That's right. Going, you know, That's right. Well, I mean, one of the things, I mean, first of all, I mean, just to be on a sort of serious note, it's quite interesting. I mean, in in the 19th century, when Britain was the most powerful country in the world, there were there were about ten there were about seven occasions or six occasions when they had about three prime they had three or more prime ministers in very short periods, and governments fell. I mean, at one point in 1834, they didn't have a government. They they had the Duke of Wellington, who was who was literally every member of the cabinet was the Duke of Wellington. There was no one else running the whole <laughs> British Empire um, for for a, for a couple of weeks. So. You know, actually, you know, it, it isn't so much the sort of the changing of government. And actually, you know, places like Belgium didn't have a government for, for, two, for two years, I think, or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just the feeling that there's just such, that, that there's very low calibre. But anyway, for the women, you know, this book is filled with women. And the whole point of a family history is that you've got family includes women in a way, yeah. treating women and children, for that matter, who never appear in any books, really. I, of his of world history that you know you're showing women and so it's got Catherine the Great and Elizabeth the First and and the Empress Wu and and really fascinating. But also, Pete, you got the first female novelist, I think, a Japanese yes. woman in yeah. ten ten. Lady Murasaki. And Murasaki. then there's an amazing story about a, a Moroccan pirate queen. Yeah, who Saida. captures Saida, who captures six thousand uh, Christian children and sells them as slaves. Yes. Think, yes, this is astonishing. Well, the one thing that you do get from this book is that a sort of a trying to sort of trying to analyze the world in a strict racial, I, you know, strict racial ideology does not work. 
and that basically everybody's done terrible things throughout history. And you know, Europeans aren't are, you know, are no more cruel than than the than the appalling tyrants of Asia, South America, yeah. Africa, wherever. So you know, um, so uh, you know, I, I just try and show how how um, how, the, how it all fits together. Messy as it is, this is how the world fits together, and it's all in one narrative, which of course is very hard to do. Um, hell of a challenge, but it, it actually it actually it actually's worked somehow. Well, look, tell us about the last song of your of your five, which is a Straub song called "The Hangman and the Papist." Oh well, this is just a sort of. I just thought I'd throw in this. I'm, I'm sure some of you know who the Straubs are. Oh yes, um, they've got a, their lead singer is called Dave Cousins, and um, they are. Um, I've just put this in because it's such a pure history song, and it's also just a song that I, I, the other ones I chose were all really familiar, and everyone would know all the lyrics off by heart. Some, even some of your veteran um, rock, you know, rock and music um, aficionados might not know this one. They might, on the other hand, but the Straubs were one of, were, were one of I think, a great English band. They're from the West Country, and they're kind of folk. Um, folk music. They started in the 60s and 70s. And they also sung one famous, very political, very history song, Part of the Union. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which which is it's, it's in the playlist and it's all about the, you know, it's all about how wonderful it is that the unions are running England, basically. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah it, it appeared in the early 70s, didn't it? It yeah. did. It did. Before everyone started to think that this wasn't such a good idea. Yeah. But it's got that great, it's got a great chorus, you know, um, part of the union. You won't get me, I'm part of, the, of the union until the day yeah. I die. But Hangman the Papist is just an amazing song. Um, and, it, and, and it's very powerful, brilliant tune, brilliant music. It's got an organ in it, which is very exciting. And it's basically set. Rick Wakeman uh, playing that organ. Yeah, it was Rick Wakeman. Rick Wakeman just uh, joined. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rick Wakeman plays the organ. You're right. And it's just, it's just about how um, uh, a hanging a papist, hanging a, which is a Catholic, of course, a, a follower of the Pope. So this must be Elizabeth the First era, must be reacting to era. Bloody Mary. It's, it's yeah. set in Elizabeth the First era, and yeah, and not Bloody Mary, obviously. So it's just before Bloody, you know, it's just just um, after, just after Bloody Mary. Yeah. and it's like, and it's and that, and it's in a village. Um, it's very grim. It's a grim English village, cold and dark. It's a, it's and and they're and they're starting to hang a papist, and the hangman, um, and the hangman discovers as he hangs the papist that it's his own brother, oh. and um, which leads to a sort of melodramatic climax as he as he um, opens the door of the of the gallows, and the and the and the brother hangs, and it's 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 all very grim and folky and and uh, very british and it's just <laughs> and i think it's one of the and i think it's one of the great history songs of all time there it is and i think everyone should listen to it well look, those those are your five choices the 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 entire playlist is out there on spotify and we'll we'll post the link yeah it's out there yeah it's out there it's called um soundtrack to the world by soundtrack simon to the world. it's a playlist to accompany the world history yeah so simon we would be grateful for further nominations uh, you know because uh, i mean you're you're right i mean rock music is absolutely full of Odd little songs about you know th things you didn't even know about at all you know that, yeah, that right. just somebody read a book somewhere or visited yeah, some battlefield or yeah. something yeah 
It's yeah. I mean, if you got, have you got any Pogue songs on there? I mean, Pogue. Oh, what should I have? What should well, I have? I, I, oh I gosh, well, thousands of sailing. I mean, yeah, it's all about the uh, sailing. diaspora. Oh, yes, thousands oh, of sailing about the Irish, you know, Irish immigration uh, to America, immigration to the Fantastic. United States. And I'm sure if you, I, I'm not an expert on the Pogues, but um, that's going on, I mean, that's when going you, on when, after this. Where you get into Irish songs and all kinds of things, you know, yeah, the, 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 the tons. I mean, there's tons of Bob Dylan songs. Yeah, all, I mean, I learned well. tons of Bob Dylan. I learned so much American history from the early records of Bob Dylan. Yeah, just unbelievable. The lonesome death of Hattie Carroll. Uh, all Amazing those things. Story. All those yeah. things are true stories, you know. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. there we'll we'll, we'll think of other ones which we'll we'll send <laughs> you. We were and, and Simon would love to hear from other people who've got nominations. And Simon would also love people to buy his book. Hold it up, Simon. There, yes, if you, you've, yes, you've got that. If you get, if you can lift that copy, uh, it's it's fantastic piece of work. The World by Simon C. Bagman Fury out now. This podcast was brought to you by the Word. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.